Well, hello there, PHNX family. Welcome in to another edition of the D-Back Show right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of this joint. This guy over here helps me run things. He's my vice mayor. He's also the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. It was delightful out there today, Derek. It was Reminded delightful. me of Washington. It was cloudy. Drizzled a little bit. Oh, he loved it. Yeah, it he loved he he loves this weather. This is his kind of weather. Uh, I still kind of hate how cold it was, but today it actually was quite kind of nice. It was, it was just pretty cloudy, nice. you know, beautiful nice. outside, of course. And we had baseball. Uh, it's always good to be around baseball, especially uh, when you have the all the position players reporting and all of these drills, all of this fun happening. You can really start to see. Uh, the team taking shape, you know. Uh, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Uh, happy Fat Tuesday to all of you, by the way, for those of you that celebrate. Uh, by the way, the 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 I, I got the most drunk I've ever gotten in my entire life out of Fat Tuesdays once, and it was my wife's fault. So uh, there you go. There's why is story. that story necessary? Because it's Fat why, Tuesday. Why did we need to know that? I don't know because it's Fat Tuesday and I just need to relate it to that. I know I bet you've never been in a Fat Tuesdays before in your life, I would imagine. What is Fat Tuesday? It's a bar. Okay. It's a bar. They serve a lot of frozen type daiquiri drinks that are uh they're very dangerous. They they taste like candy. Uh and Ooh. then next thing you know, you're blacked out drunk and you're yelling at a cop about how your wife uh gave you too much liquor. That's <laughs> happens sometimes to the best of us, but uh, it didn't happen today, uh, and of course, uh, I'm. That's I'm, good, Derek. I'm I'm fine today. Today's all right, but uh, <laughs> not yet, at least. Not like, he's right. I mean, there's <laughs> the night, still plenty the of hours left in the day. <laughs> right. Uh, welcome on in, though, you guys. Of course, we are excited uh, to bring you updates from D-back Spring Camp. Like we said, uh, the position players uh, were out there today. We got to see a bit more of them today than we did yesterday with uh, the media availability with Ken Kendrick and uh, Derek Hall. But uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to see them running some of those drills. To me. I still find it amazing to see how uh, basic and fundamental some of the drills that they require major league ball players to run uh, at a camp like this. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's true. It just, I mean, well, at the same time, we are starting to see like bits and pieces of real baseball. Like, definitely, we saw we saw Corbin Carroll face Zach Gallon today. That was fun in uh, in live BP, which was a lot of fun. That was kind of starting to happen on on all the practice fields. Correct. Correct. Um, so that was a, that was a lot of fun to see and. Uh, once again, it is a a beautiful beautiful way to spend your Tuesday coming out to uh, really Salt is. River Fields really and is. experiencing it for yourself. So if you haven't gotten out there just yet, highly highly recommend you do so now that everyone's out there. Yeah, because you know when you uh, when you're out there as a fan and you go to see like the the pitchers kind of doing their BP, you can't really see them that well where they're at versus where they kind of. I don't make think you pitchers. Stand. I don't think pitchers do BP. Uh, do pitchers bullpens? take batting practice? Oh. oh. What I is, mean, I, I think BP pretty clearly stands for batting practice, not bullpen. I'm supposed but, to. Ken Kendrick told me today to be nicer to you, Jesse, and you make it so hard. <laughs> you make it so hard on me to follow his guidance. But I'm um, just saying, I think it's pretty uh, widely agreed upon that BP stands for batting practice, not bullpen. Damon, can you back me up on this? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you're both wrong. You're both wrong. You're both wrong. I you're just, both wrong. I wanna, you're both I ultimately make you wrong. Sound like you know what you're talking about, I, Derek. Which Jesse, at times is very difficult to do. So you know. Did you? Did you? Not, <laughs> did you didn't even know what a Fat Tuesdays bar was? That's less fair. than five minutes ago. <laughs> Four minutes ago, you didn't know something, and now here you are attacking me. Well, hey, we both learned something today. No, Derek. I swear <laughs> to God, I did not, because it's still going to be a bullpen session to me. I'm going to call it BP. I'll call it whatever I want. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the. Of course, the position players were out there. We got a chance to see uh, the outfield that looks very exciting and bright, kind of all working out together. It was McCarthy, Corbin Carroll, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and uh, and Jake McCarthy, right? So there, there was a, a lot of fun, like like Jesse said, for fans to come out, take a look at all of the different, um, all of the different kind of throughout the day how it progresses from like literally Jordan Lawler uh, hitting off of a tee in the morning to him taking live batting practice. Or BP off of a pitcher from his own <laughs> there team. There it is. Later That's in the, the proper day. use yeah. of the of the acronym. I'm yeah. proud of you. Uh, yeah, I mean the biggest story of the day is that Corbin Carroll and the Arizona Diamondbacks reportedly um, are are exploring a, a potential contract extension, at least from the from the Diamondbacks side, that they have uh, shown an openness um, to an extension with Corbin Carroll. Um, that was reported by Nick Pecora last night, and that would be huge for this baseball team if the Diamondbacks are able to bring back Corbin Carroll 
Um, I mean, obviously, he's already here for a while, right? <laughs> bring I mean, him back. Yeah, bring, bring, yeah, bring him, him back. back. Isn't even that's not really the right phrase to to be using. But we, there's no there's no way that the two of us are going to get locked in on this episode. I'm just I'm just <laughs> warning you guys that right now it's going to be contentious. <laughs> and like Elizabeth said, we are like an old married couple. This isn't going to change. But uh, yeah, you're right. Corbin Carroll was uh, the molten. He did not have a lot to say about it. He he had no comment. On the potential yeah, contract extension. Yeah, we had extension. to ask Corbin Carroll about it in the clubhouse, but we got the answer we were expecting, which was pretty much there is nothing to talk about. And if there was, I it wouldn't be some. It's not something I would be comfortable talking about. Um, which is, you know, Corbin Carroll is clearly, you know, taking taking some some lessons in how to interact with the media because that is a top notch response for a situation like this from a young kid. But. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very much expected. He's not going to comment on this. And and it doesn't sound like a deal is imminent. That was also part of Nick Picoro's report. Uh, no guarantees here. Yeah. But the D-backs, I think, are very wise for exploring this as an option. It's not only a positive thing, obviously, for Corbin Carroll. What It's a positive thing for the rest of the team. It's a positive thing for the future of this team, obviously. The Diamondbacks know how important it is to build this team through these prospects that are so highly touted right now by all of these analysts and experts in Major League Baseball, right? So yeah. they know that they are not going to be able to go out and compete with some of these teams. It's what Ken Kendrick brought up in media availability as far as their path to success does not really go through free agency. It might go through trades, might go through some other avenues, but for the most part, it's going to go through acquiring young prospects and having them mature into superstars with this organization that and that it's it's realistic and it's understandable we've seen this team spend a lot of money on free agents over the past five seasons plus and to be honest it hasn't really worked out for them when you look at i don't know if i would say a lot of money on free agents but a I lot mean, of money on madison bumgarner yeah Let's there you say go. that right there you go um but uh, of course and zach granke zach granke obviously worked out much better than yeah. madison bumgarner so it's not like i, I don't want to i don't want to lump the fact that they've overpaid for a few starting pitchers or paid high dollar amounts if, if you don't want to say overpaid for a few pitchers but it really does i think solidify the idea for them that those that money they spent probably wasn't worth it by comparison to what you know kind of production they they might have been able to get out of out of cheaper options yeah i think that's fair d-backs haven't done very well in free agency uh since mike hazen took over i don't think there's really any questions about that um the zach granke move is one of the one of the best free agent moves that one of the best big free agent moves really the only good big free agent Correct. move the diamondbacks have made in quite a while um but that happened you know before mike hazen and the current regime uh since mike hazen came over here the d-backs have made some uh, solid smaller deals you know one-year contracts that kind of thing they've done that you know year after year after year some of those have worked out well a lot of them haven't worked out well and and True. the big one madison bumgarner of course has not worked out well at all so it's not something the d-backs have done uh, very well with of late and that's why when you have a guy like Corbin Carroll in your organization you try to not even let him reach free agency yeah. you try to extend him and that is that is going to be a huge key for the Diamondbacks moving forward as a lot of these young exciting players come up is if these guys are, you know prove themselves to be to be worthy uh you should try to keep them in Arizona for as long as you possibly can and forever and I don't, I don't think forever. anyone even needs to see that much more from Corbin Carroll to to get to that no, point almost. No, I mean, it's it's like, I mean, he was very good last year. You don't necessarily have any guarantees that he's going to maintain, you know, 260, 330, 500. I think that was his batting line last year, which is really, really good. He might not maintain that, but also he doesn't really have to, like with, with how much value he gives you on the bases and how good of a defender he is. The chance that Corbin Carroll is not at least an above average major league player at this point is very, very small. Like it, it kind of seems like it's even hard to imagine at this point. So the D-backs at least seem to already be in a place where they're willing to consider investing in a player that they've seen play for about yeah. 30 games. Yeah. And I don't think any of us have any problem with that. <laughs> not not at all. Not at all. Um, and uh, at 30 games at a major league level, right? But the, I think what they've seen out of Carroll at a minor league level, it also very much uh, confirms the fact that they want this guy to be in the organization for as long as possible and that he's yeah. a special player. You don't get uh, a chance to have a unique, talented player like this in your organization often without going out and acquiring them through free agency or having to spend a lot of money on them. 
uh, I think it sends a message to the other young players that this team actually wants to take care of you. They want to value you and they want to keep you as part of the organization, right? It's in a way, it's kind of like what Josh Rojas talked about his conversation with Mike Hazen uh, after their arbitration hearing. We Arbitration sucks. We know it sucks. We know it sucks for both parties to kind of go through. But there was almost a newfound respect, I felt like, on both sides. And it meant a lot to Josh Rojas that Mike Hazen did the things that he did, right? And again, through your actions as an organization, sometimes you can show players that you care for them and you can give them a different feeling, even about something as horrible as arbitration, uh, as long as you show them in the end that you care about them and, and they understand that this process is part of the business and not necessarily something personal like what we saw happen in Milwaukee. Uh, but like this Corbin Carroll contract extension, it's just one of those things that can show uh, to to the Drew Jones and and to you know Brandon Fotts and and the rest of the guys that have you know been talked about quite a bit this offseason as far as being top prospects within the organization. It shows them that we they value and and, and that that's something that could potentially lie ahead for you as well as as a young player. The Diamondbacks extending your contract and keeping you around for a long time. It does bother me a little bit that we are talking about Corbin Carroll's contract extension being rumored uh, or at least being discussed before we're talking about Zach Gallon's contract being extended, right? So yeah. that's, that's something obviously that I'm sure is in the works as well or trying to be well, worked out, but maybe maybe it's not maybe it's something <laughs> that's not even possible, you know. I and I, I I don't want to get on that. Like that's a whole other thing that's going to just make me sad. You're going to just make everyone angry. I know. Derek. That's this what I'm trying to do. This is supposed to be a happy podcast. Well, it is because the Corbin, Carol staying yeah, in Arizona. That's that's fantastic. And I mean, of course, that's the big big thing about it, but you know, it carries over to other guys. And I mean, it's other guys that we also want to see extended. We understand that this team has finally developed that young core, Corbin Carroll obviously being a part of it, but there are other parts as well that are just as critical, I think, and and I would like to see you know, the Diamondbacks kind of, you know, making making that effort, you know, with with those guys as well, like like Gallon. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, Corbin Carroll would hit free agency at 28 years old, which is crazy, right? I mean, he's 22 right now, you six know, years. six years of team control, 28 years old, Corbin Carroll would be a free agent. That's pretty young to reach free agency, right? And yeah. it's a credit to how quickly Corbin Carroll move through the diamondback system despite the pandemic despite the injury, uh, the, injury. the injury i mean it's yeah. it's mind-blowing how quickly he's made it to this point um but yeah i mean i think the fact that corbin carroll pr currently projects to be so young when he hits free agency makes a contract extension more plausible yeah um both from from the d-back standpoint and and from his standpoint he knows that if he were to you know tack on two more years to his rookie deal he still could hit free agency at 30, which is still reasonably young, right? We just saw uh, a number of big-name shortstops hit free agency around that age and do very, very well for themselves, right? Um, so I, I do think that it makes a lot of sense, um, not only for the D-backs, but potentially for Corbin Carroll to, to lock in a couple of more years. When it's all said and done, would Corbin Carroll, you know, make money by signing an extension uh, this early? Would he, would he do well for himself, relatively speaking? Maybe not. Uh, the reality is that when players sign extensions this young, a lot of times they they wind up leaving money on the table because they they wind up proving that they're worth way more money than they signed for. Um, but there is quite a bit of precedent with this. I mean, in, even in the past few years, this has become kind of more of a trend where teams try to lock up some of these young players before they've even played much, right? We've, we've seen teams go to uh, crazy lengths where they haven't even really seen a guy play in the big leagues and they're already signing him to a contract extension. Uh, last year, we saw Michael Harris, uh, who ultimately won the National League Rookie of the Year award with the Atlanta Braves. He signed an eight-year, $72 million deal um, during the season last year. And then the other one we saw last year that was really big was Julio Rodriguez, uh, right. who got a whopping $210 million guarantee from the Seattle Mariners. That deal can escalate up to $470 million, so, <laughs> God, that's which, a is, lot of money. which is insane. <laughs> yeah, so, so much money. For Corbin Carroll, I think it probably lies somewhere in between those two. Uh, Michael Harris had a phenomenal year, but I think Corbin Carroll is a little bit more of a prospect than Michael Harris was. Sure. Um, I agree but he's that. probably yeah. also not Julio Rodriguez. It's probably somewhere in between there, but granted, there's a lot of space between $72 million and two hundred and ten. So where that puts Corbin Carroll's deal is, <laughs> is a little bit hard to say at this point. 
Uh, but I mean, I think it's realistic. I think you're, the numbers that you kind of discussed there are right in the neighborhood of what we would see. Uh, I don't see Corbin. Uh, I feel like Corbin Carroll uh, is a humble guy, but at the end of the day, I don't know how much of that is decided by Corbin Carroll, right? So, uh, it, it, you just like to see this deal happen. Really, is what it what it is because Carroll really is the most exciting player right now on this team. MLB.com and a number of outlets have already selected him to be the most exciting. A productive player in 2023 and like jesse said that's with a really small sample size of like 30 games from last season it's it's kind of wild uh how people feel about this guy and i know we're excited we get to see him every day like today we were just commenting on yeah uh, i don't know if you check out on our on our twitter account over at phnx underscore dbacks but uh his swing is just so beautiful it's so it's so smooth and it's so like effortless but it looks like the the swing you would you would aspire to have it's, yeah. it's incredible i mean the crack of the batman no it's something it's it, something it beautiful, just, it, it's sound, something beautiful. It, sounds, it sounds a little different off of corbin carroll's it really, it really does, does. it really else. does it hits differently it hits differently but uh speaking of the crack of the bat we also got to see a christian robinson sighting out at salt river fields today and of course he's been out there uh doing spring training workouts voluntarily um and his uh, situation hasn't really progressed uh we heard basically that there wasn't any updates in regards to his situation, but uh, people, folks within the organization feel optimistic about him potentially getting this cleared up by the end of extended spring training. It remains to be seen if that happens. If you don't know, Christian Robinson was at one time the top prospect, or at least one of the top prospects yeah, in the Diamondbacks depends organization. Depends on who you ask. I right. Some people did have him as the top prospect. Yeah, yeah, he was the centerpiece of what should be the 2023 team. And now we're looking at, unfortunately, a guy who's still battling legal issues and has lost three years of his career uh, due to uh, a situation in 2020 where he was arrested for assaulting a law enforcement officer and charged with fel felony assault. Um, there were some mental health issues that were also kind of discussed in regards to that situation. And he has complied with everything uh, that he has been requested to do. He's still on probation. Uh, there were a couple of different ways where he could get back to playing for this team. But as it stands, he still hasn't uh, had those uh, situation or hasn't had the legal issues kind of figured out yet. He's still on probation, which allows him to be at the facility working out like we saw today. Um, but it, it limits his involvement with the team. And he's not even really considered a non-roster invitee. He's just some uh, as I put to Jesse, he, he's someone there that can hit the ball much harder than we can. But if they let us go out there uh, and take batting practice, I feel like we'd be uh, basically in the same situation as he is right now, considering <laughs> he's his his future is still very murky with this team. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I don't I didn't get an invite to minor league camp, Derek. I don't know. Maybe you did somewhere. I, I don't think I got that. You didn't but, get that email. Yeah. I yeah. Apparently you, I didn't get that email. Uh, no, we did see we did see Christian Robinson uh, take uh, BP today uh <laughs> you, I'm, I'm just taking a shot at you from earlier i know i remember uh, I, okay. I was there yeah. i just wanted to make sure but you see you're like laughing uh, at your own joke and that's what <laughs> makes it really lame and see again I can't, I can't even be nice to you you make it so hard for me to be nice to you <laughs> he took batting practice and uh off a pitching machine at least from what we saw and uh i mean he hit he hit the baseball very far uh on on a few occasions he also hit a few pop-ups i think he got underneath a few of them uh always a little bit hard to to read off of you know a guy hitting off a pitching machine exactly what success or sure. failure looks like in that yeah. situation um, davis and de los santos was just raking off of the pitching machine yeah, like the way yeah. that he was hitting the ball he looked like the greatest baseball player of all time so yeah it can, it can definitely be different we also if only it was a pitching machine up there, oh not if, only. Pitcher, <laughs> if right? only um he also christian robinson didn't i mean being frank, he looked he looked pretty thick. He looked pretty big. He looked didn't really look like he was in the shape that we see out of some of the other guys that have kind of come into camp ready to go. Now, obviously, his situation plays largely into that. I'm not suggesting uh, that he, yeah. that he's out of shape, but you could just tell like he he is he is a much uh, he's, he's it's three years of his career lost, and I mean you definitely. Hope that he can get back to a place where not only does he play baseball at a major league level, but can contribute to this this organization and help them win baseball games. I just don't know at this point if it's actually gonna if it's actually gonna happen. Yeah, my understanding is that like he's completed his his probation period. He's just waiting for 
Um, what we've kind of been waiting for is for the felony to be reduced to a misdemeanor. Correct. When that happens, he, he would be good to go. He also um, he also got married to an American citizen. So I think there's a path through um, his American citizenship right. that could potentially clear him as well. So it's it's either of those two routes. As of right now, there has been no progress is our understanding. But like you said earlier, um, you know, he can work out at Salt River Fields through the end of extended spring training. Uh, into June. And then after that, he was sort of just be in limbo and not have had not really have anywhere to go. So hopefully this all gets resolved by then. His last batting line was from 2019 uh, with the Hillsborough hops. Uh, he slashed 319, 407, 558 with a 966 OPS. It's not bad. Not too shabby. I think he got, didn't he get promoted that year as well? To Kane County? To Kane County. Yep. Yeah. And his his numbers didn't look quite as good there for sure. But overall in 2019, he still sl- slashed 282, 368, 514. Yeah. Right? So and he like, was 18 years old. And he was, that was 18 his age, years old. 18 oh my God. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, what, honestly, I mean, I, I, there's no other way to put it, but Christian Robinson having the legal troubles that he has is really kind of the lost like key to the, like he should be a part of, he should have been part of last year's team should have been part of this year's team at a major league level. And at this point he should be, you know, one of one of the main outfielders that we're discussing. Unfortunately, uh, that's not the case for him at this point in his his career. I I have a note on, (laughs) this is wild. I have a note on my computer that I wrote in 2019 this is from November 2019, and it, and the headline of the note that I wrote is opening day 2022. So, like, what I envision the D-backs 2022 opening day lineup to be back in 2019. Let's hear it. Guess who's batting cleanup? Christian Robinson? Christian Robinson is batting, <laughs> batting cleanup. cleanup. Oh, my God. Corbin Carroll is leading off and playing center field. Let's Ketel go. Ketel Marte is hitting second, second base. I'm actually like tracking this. pretty good this so far. I'm so, I'm uh, on board. I have Alec Thomas hitting third okay. playing left field. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you necessarily hit Alec Thomas third. Uh, I have Dalton Varsho hitting oh, fifth. Oh, now you made me sad. I have Dalton Varsho playing third base. Stupid I'm not idiot. sure where third exactly base. that came from. Jesse was uh, drinking that day. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was this was in late 2019 after Carson Kelly had a very, very good season. True. So I guess I, I had Carson Kelly catching. I had Seth Beer playing first base. And then I had Geraldo Perdomo playing shortstop. So... There you go. Anyway, there, there, you there go. it is. There's Jesse's prediction for the future, which from, actually from 2019 <laughs> wasn't too bad. It's wasn't not too bad. Terrible. I don't not hate terrible. it. Terrible. I don't hate it. Uh, and actually, you can get more from Jesse uh, exactly like this. Not without the sass, right? He doesn't give you the sass in the written newsletter, but I sometimes give a little bit of sass. Yeah, he sometimes. In my newsletter, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes he steals my sass and puts it in his newsletter. But if you're a diehard member, you can get access to that uh, full count newsletter from Jesse, as well as the wonderful writings from Craig. Gerald, all of our writers on here, Howard Balzer. You also get access uh, to a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com every year, as well as 20% off all future purchases. Members-only merch, members-only access to events, members-only Discord lounge, the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. All sorts of benefits to be to being a diehard member. We want to thank those of you that already are. You guys are the best. We thank you so much. Uh, and also, uh, make sure to join us. That way you don't miss out on anything this guy has to say. Uh, if you're here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. <laughs> Leave us a thumbs up, and that's instant gratification for our self-esteem. Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, and most importantly, find yourself uh, some OGs. If you're arguing like Jesse and I are arguing, the best way to rectify that is to share some OGs with your spouse. That's what I suggest. Uh, and they have a wide, wonderful variety of doses and strains for you to choose from. You can get uh, them at your local dispensary, and they have the brand new strawberries and cream CBD to THC ratio, uh, the happy balance. And uh, of course, I, I got to do this in honor of Lindsay from the Suns episode today. Uh-oh. Don't forget to bring a towel. That's for Lindsay. <laughs> but uh, of course, it's official. OG's new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live on the shelves. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. And I love my friends at OGs, uh, so shout out to them, as always. But uh, Jesse and I were taking a look at some of the, uh, I guess you could say, scheduling conflicts, potentially, Mm. for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, one thing that Jesse did write about uh, recently was the Arizona Diamondbacks' path to the playoffs in 2023. 
I know we're all hopeful. I know we're all getting to that point where we, we, you know, the season hasn't started yet. We haven't been beaten by the Dodgers or the Padres yet. We're very excited. Optimism is high. Uh, glass is half empty or half full, not half empty yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse over here uh, has some more reasonable expectations as to how uh, this team might be able to get to the playoffs in, in 2023. But uh, we, we, we don't know where they'll play should they reach the playoffs because it sounds like Chase Field's all booked up. So yeah, Salt River Fields. They could just, they could right. play we'll just play game game, there, playoff right? games over there, right? I mean, uh, do scheduling conflicts in October mean anything now, Jesse? <laughs> Should I be looking too deeply into this? Because I feel like this is an oversight. What What are these scheduling conflicts? What's so the, happening? The Arizona Diamondbacks announced today that the Guns and Ro- Guns and Roses, Guns Guns and Roses, uh, both will be playing at Chase Field on Wednesday, October <laughs> 11th, uh, and then two days before that, Pink is going to be at Chase Field uh, on October 9th, and that is just as you know. Uh, that's that's prime playoff season, Jesse. And can, I feel can like they move the concerts if they're in the playoffs. Where are they going to move them to? Maybe they move the concerts to Salt River Fields. Is there 40,000 seats at that concert for? No, I think we need more I than mean, that because there's you, the floor seats, right? If you stuff enough people onto the, the lawn area at oh Salt my River God, Fields, uh-huh. you, could, you could totally fit The fire marshal is not going to like this. The fire marshal is going to hate him right now. But. Oh, you could fit 60,000 people, Derek. There's no, there's no limit. Well, it was funny because Derek Hall brought this up the other day and they were talking about we, – we brought up Chase Field and possibly changing Chase Field, uh, maybe taking out some of the seats because they the capacity is entirely too big for the Diamondbacks but like Hall brought up I mean it's not a problem when it comes to like an Elton John concert right like I was there there wasn't an empty seat in that entire house so like they like it when it comes to the additional revenue that they can bring from events like this but I have to ask if scheduling fucking concerts at your home stadium the first week of the playoffs is kind of a white flag already before the season has started yeah i mean i'm sure they've thought this through (laughs) right right i don't know you seem more confident than i am when it comes to that i don't know i will know they won't play like i don't know home games (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like going back to your point about taking seats out of chase field real quick we didn't talk about that yesterday we did not um Derek Hall did did bring that up, or I guess he was asked about it and he kind of addressed it. Um, I personally think that the the D-backs take on this does seem to be very much be like revenue driven. Like, yeah, we love having 48,000 seats true. when it comes to the events that we have there Correct. and whatnot. And I'm sure they, they gain more revenue from that. Um, but from the perspective of the 98% of baseball games at Chase Field that don't come anywhere close to that capacity, frankly, right. uh, it's not great having that many empty seats in that building. So um, I, I do somewhat get it. I mean, it would cost them money to remove seats. So it's like you're kind of paying to reduce your revenue from some of the events that you're having there. Correct. So yeah. from a business standpoint, I get it. But, but they I also think told- everyone can agree being at Chase Field would probably be better if there weren't so many seats. Very true. But they also told us what they were looking at was some more premium options for season ticket holders and such. So when it comes to taking out seats, one thing we noticed when we were there the other day was that there was construction going on and they were removing some seats from section uh, 126, I believe. Damon, do we have that picture of that image? Um, and what we found out after we were sent the uh, the image of the sign is it showed that that section is being removed or, or being taken out to be a season ticket holder section where you can sit at a table. There's going to be like rolling chairs here and uh, I guess a, a flat screen TV for you to watch the broadcast. Rolling uh, chairs. Rolling chairs. Yeah, Ooh. they're not going to be actual. You know, they're not going to be stadium seats. They'll be like desk type chairs where you can kind of move around and have that freedom. And I know a lot of people like that. Like none of us like sitting fucking elbow to elbow with people when we go to any kind of concert or event or anything. Nobody likes that. No one looks forward they should to being make, packed in like sardines at a sporting event. They should make all of the seats at Chase Field. I fucking chairs. love it. Well, see, if it was Can up you to imagine? you, they'd all be Chase Lounges. We know That's that. Fair. We're not even going to get I mean, I, I We don't have a more read today, so we're not getting into that. I you that the footprint of a Chase Lounge is a little bit too large to fit enough of them in a baseball stadium. But I will maintain that if, if we just had like 40,000 uh, rolling chairs it's kind of awesome at Chase actually. Field. Yeah. yeah, like people could move around. They could like do little dances. They could like do little, I don't know, like rolling chair derbies. Rolling chair oh, derbies. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. yes. I'm on there. board. You got me on board. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am on board with this now. But uh, back to the scheduling conflicts. Obviously, 
What is what is the deal, Jesse? Do you think that this I don't is know. just? I mean, what is the deal with it? Like, <laughs> it's a little. It is a little confusing. I I wouldn't be all that concerned about it. I'm sure that the Diamondbacks have determined that, however, those playoff games would go would not interfere. Um, maybe they have some sort of caveat built in where if if there is some sort of a playoff conflict, then then maybe these concerts would be moved elsewhere or rescheduled. Just moved, or, yeah, moved days, maybe. Yeah, there's got to be something yeah. here because it. It is a little bit weird to schedule concerts at your at your baseball stadium right when the postseason. It it's weird. Thank it you. is it Thank is you. a little weird. He I was, will grant I, you that. I, I I feel like he wasn't on board at first, but he got on board as we went along here. A little well, bit, but. It, it, I mean, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, like it's, no, it is. It's, there's it no is. way around it. I I can't make like any said, kind of argument around it. We don't know what's going on in other stadiums, so there is very much the possibility that they've been giving particular dates that they can book because they know that they're not going to have even if the playoffs should occur at that stadium, that they're not going to have, you know, games uh, on that on that date. It just seems so odd, you know, and it didn't even seem that odd when Pink was the only concert announced. But it's like when Guns N' Roses gets announced now, it's like you're just packing that week up, huh? Just we're just starting concert. <laughs> See, yeah, see season early, I guess. I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't like Surely, it. Surely if there was a playoff game, it would happen on the 10th. It wouldn't happen on the 9th or the 11th. Or the 11th. He's right. Yeah, they just right. know. That's the, way, that's the way it works. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, if you haven't had a chance to do so, make sure to go grab uh, our friends at Underdog Fantasy's app. It's a wonderful app, and you can do daily fantasy sports differently. Forget playing a whole season. Just play one night against your friends. Beat up to five of your friends. Don't beat them up. I just mean you can beat up to five of your friends. Uh, and you can do that by drafting up to six players. For any sport like NBA with no positional limits and the more fantasy points you score, the more uh, you have a chance to win against your friends. You can take home some cold, hard cash. They also have their pick'em game over at Underdog Fantasy where you can pick higher or lower on a number of stats uh, in different categories, rebounds, points, pitch counts. That's what we're riding on with MLB this season. So make sure to grab the Underdog Fantasy app, get ready for baseball season, and make sure that the more pickums you add, the more money you can win. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. And also grab yourself some Four Peaks Brewing Company beer while you're at it. Hit up the Underdog Fantasy app with a brew in your hand. Shout out to all of my friends that enjoy adult beverages. Make sure to grab your favorite Four Peaks Brewing Company beer uh, for so many sporting events in the month of February. So much stuff going on. And Four Peaks has you covered if you don't have enough going on yet. Make sure to check out their fourpeaks.com backslash events calendar for all your beer week entertainment. Um, and honestly, what's better than drinking beer? Pairing them, of course. Uh, uh, excuse me. No, we're, that's my bad on this one. But, of course, make sure to go out to Four Peaks. They actually have uh, coming up here They uh, beer can derby on february 25th at four peaks 8th street pub in tempe kit pickups are open now so if you want to show us you got the fastest beer can in the valley sign up through fourpeaks.com slash events must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly and we will be entering a beer can into the beer can derby with this guy down here Let's what's go. up saul How's it going? Everyone? Welcome to the show. How are you doing? This is, my, is this my D-backs debut? This is this your is D-backs, your D-backs debut. debut. Let's go. <laughs> We're I mean, awesome. You were basically on the show yesterday with uh, all of the comments that you that you put into the yeah, chat. You know, so I, I, I believe in uh, being interactive and supporting. That's true. Um, you know the company. So. I, I feel I feel like that's a personal attack at one of us. We were just tired of hearing from Saul in the chat, so we were like, yeah, "Let's we invite just get him on, him on the show, yeah. let him voice everything that's he right. wants to say." And I mean, we'll at least I'm participating the in the chat. He's right. He's right. And that's he fair. participated by joining me at Chase Field on on Saturday, going out to the most valuable party that the Diamondbacks had. It was essentially their replacement for the Fan Fest. They canceled Fan Fest. Uh, they had the most valuable party. It was very much like the Fan Fest. Uh, without the bounce houses, so you know how disappointed I was about the lack of bounce houses. But uh, I mean, Saul, we 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 talked about this before. I mean, honestly, they they wanted to reduce the number of people there because of the lines and and to make it a more positive experience. And the lines to get players' autographs were ridiculous. So yeah. I mean, I think that was an example of what they were trying to hopefully do, uh, even though they were still very very long. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't ideal. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't ideal, guys. Yeah, it was like. Wasn't. Listen, I'm I'm very big on um, customer service yeah. and the fan experience. Yeah. And uh, I listen. I appreciate what the Diamondbacks were trying to do, but it just was not executed very well. Yeah. Like I don't think they really thought this through as much as they could have. 
And those lines, I walked, you know, after I left you, I walked a whole lap around and I just saw line after line that were just, right. I mean, there were two, three hour wait lines. Yeah. It looked like, and, so. and I had, I spoke to people that were waiting in those lines. And the one thing that they said was they had no idea what players were going to be there when they got to the yeah, back to, to get autographs. They didn't put right? like a sign at the front. They so were that you told could tell what you were but, in line for, but like what's all saying, the lines were so long that they were rotating players out. So even if there were certain guys that were there when you got in line, it wasn't uh, a guarantee they were going to be there when you got up. In, yeah. into the room where all the signing was going on yeah. you know yeah. they also they didn't have any activity on the field the field was off limits they did have like a q a with players like a little stage set up on field but for the most part uh there wasn't that same walking down on the field and and being there it was just walked yeah. around the concourse and such you the, know the biggest problem with the whole thing was and i hope somebody from the dimebacks is watching this show because apparently they do Apparently. which is cool <laughs> and, I, and again I've, I've had nothing but great relationships with people in the in the organization but um we got to take this up a notch yeah we got to take this up a notch uh we got to stop um i don't know I, I the best way i can put it is is just uh assuming that people are going to spend the money that they that they're required to spend to have season tickets and especially close up uh, we we got we got to make this more of an exclusive kind of thing, right? Yeah. You got to put more into it. You have to have. Um, there's got to be some pomp and circumstance to what you are doing to make it an exciting event. You can't just throw MVP events and make it feel like an exclusive. Because me walking into those doors, there was nothing about being in that that building that right. made me feel like yeah. this is special. Yeah. We walked you know around. The, we walked around the concourse, and I didn't. After a while, I didn't even know what I was doing you Hell, know you could like, have you if you if you would have told me don't look at the field walk around the concourse tell me what's going on i could have told you oh this is like a preseason baseball game or yeah. i don't know wow you know what i'm saying like that's that's right and, and i'm not saying it's it's bad it's just it wasn't good right. and it's not good if you're trying to really push season ticket holders um to really dedicate first of all the money for the tickets that they want but a lot of people are wondering oh should i get two or should i get four yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that small little difference can make a world of difference it, for it, your organization, especially when you're seeing what's going on with streaming rights. Yeah. And stuff, right. Know? With streaming rights, with with the lack of revenue that they're going to receive potentially because of the RSN situation. Yeah. We also I mean, we know that uh, part of this event was to celebrate season ticket holders. But yeah. another part of it was to bring in new season ticket holders. Yeah. There yeah. were special guests that were invited. And part of it was for them to kind of see the ticket uh, season ticket holder experience we went down to the bmw lounge and honestly we know what it looks like during games we know how the food how, how great everything is right like there's a buffet down there with all sorts of excellent food for this event to try to appeal to new season ticket holders they had like a nacho bar and i'm not knocking it because as much as you, you don't like nachos no the nacho bar was great they had guacamole and that's really my main that's my main yeah, qualifier for it being fast a and good the word great today i see okay. <laughs> there was but, guacamole Saul. Eh, no he's, uh, but you know th that's the thing it's it's like it literally tried to wow people with a nacho bar and and some bottles of water and to be honest it just wasn't the kind of thing you would expect from some from yeah. trying to acquire new season ticket holders and kind of blow them over with when, with your hospitality when you look at the prices that they would like for you to purchase a season ticket at to you said BMW lounge. Yeah. There is nothing about that BMW lounge that makes me feel like, oh yeah, the money that I'm paying will be worth it if right. I'm a new season ticket buyer. Correct. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, oh, you sure. think yeah. I'm gonna spend, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 thousand dollars to sit behind home plate for a season right. and get fucking nachos with beans in them? Yeah. No. He's so mad about the beans. No. <laughs> The beans. <laughs> no, the beans don't b belong in chili for nachos or hot dogs. It was the second ingredient, but oh no, you're absolutely God. right. And I mean, I think there's something to be said about the Diamondbacks' uh, focus. Like when they were talking about the new stadium or renovating Chase Field, whichever direction they go for the future, yeah. a big part of it was making a unique experience for people essentially that have the money to spend on like a season ticket or whatever to give them more options for that kind of uh, the, I guess, state of the art kind of uh, season ticket holder options that other stadiums currently offer. Jesse, what's the number one thing you would like to see change with, with, with either the experience in the ballpark or the ballpark itself? The number one, if you, thing. if, 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 if Ken Kendrick came walking through that door and said, Jesse, whatever you want, you get one choice. What is it? 
at Chase? I mean, specifically at Chase Field, or could this be at a new at a new stadium entirely? Uh, let's just keep it to Chase. Keep it to Chase because it's smarter for. That's them to hard for Chase. me because it's because as I've said many times on this show, I think Chase Field is a, it looks like an airplane hangar with a swimming yeah, pool, does, and yeah. I don't know if no matter what, no matter what yeah. amenity you add, I think it's still gonna <laughs> just be kind of a crappy place to see a baseball right. game in some ways, sure. just right. because of the way that the building is constructed. Um, but I don't know. I think like some sort of a like rooftop bar kind of a thing. I know they have some of that infrastructure built already, but that's something that seems to be a trend across basically every baseball stadium, at least the ones that I've been to, is they they like to have areas where you stand and, and kind of hang out yeah, party yeah, yeah. rather than just all of the seats. And I think the D-backs are already aware of that, and that's, they know that that's something that they should they should work on adding. I shit you not, that's what I thought 126 was being turned into because you could tell that they had taken out the, the stadium seats and they kind of had this... Like it looked like they were going to put in standing kind of yeah. table areas where you People could grab just some food. Don't like there. like currently, I don't think baseball fans always want to sit in their seats the entire game. Like no. people like to like. Especially Derek. If, if any of you have ever seen Derek at a baseball game, oh, no, the man can't sit down I don't for more stay, than about three innings. I don't st- three innings. That's, that's saying a tops, lot. Tops. One inning. Derek, Derek on. cannot sit in the press <laughs> no. box for more than a few innings at a time. And, and there's right. a, there's a lot of people who go to a baseball game and and are and are somewhat like that. Right. It's my but, favorite but, things about football footprint center since they've changed it is I will buy last row seats in section two twenty five. And I will never sit and in that seat because I will go stand at the bar in the midsection and mingle with people and watch the game and have a good time. And it's way for me, it's way better of a of a of just a vibe yeah. than sitting in your seats squished up next to yeah. two people with the yeah. wall behind you at, I, at Footprint Center. I mean, understanding 1998 and the differences then and now, sure, sure. like there's a dramatic bit of difference in the last 25 right. years, obviously. But at the same time, like the fan experience to me at Chase Field, for an organization that, if you look around baseball and even sports in general, has been uh, very uh, applauded for their employee work environment, um, for that to not translate into the fan experience yeah. has been kind of surprising. And it's not that it's not that it's a bad fan experience. It just feels like the fan experience is almost an afterthought, you know? Do- hot dogs are fucking whack as hell at Chase Field. Unless they're they really have, cheap, though. Unless you <laughs> you go find some cheap, or uh, unless they have the specialty dogs. Sure, it's like sure. Okay, cool. But I want more than just a hot dog sometimes. And the spots that they have are just kind of like, man, they're just kind of. Yeah. No, you're right. You're just right an about Afterthought. That. Yeah. And there's not r- really one specific thing that you know year in and year out you can always go to Chase and get. Hungry Hill. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> you got the Dodger dog. Yeah. You got, you know, uh, crickets at freaking Safeco. Yeah. They still have that. Yeah. They even call it it's not Safeco anymore. anymore. Uh, you know what I mean? But like <laughs> there's, there's regional things. Yeah. And I'm like, there's yeah. one specific regional thing that the Dimebacks just refuse to embrace. And I don't understand why. I mean, the, the churro dog no, was the kind Sonoran of a thing. Dog. The Sonoran dog. dog. The Sonoran yeah. dog. It's the, the Sonoran tr- dog. Yeah. yeah, fuck the churro dog. It's the Sonoran dog. Like you changed your colors to Sonoran red embrace it yeah you're right i mean they do they do have an area like you said with snoring dog but like it should be every every yeah all of the big dog you know all the generic stands that they have that just have tenders and hot dogs and stuff it should be it should be all everywhere i i agree with you completely then if they're gonna embracing the culture right if they're gonna invest hundreds of millions of dollars into this ballpark which they said they would they said they, they they completely need to basically renovate the upper deck and take that out if not completely um, they need to renovate the lower bowl to where the the sight lines, as somebody mentioned on on in the chat, are are way better for baseball. Oh yeah. Um, and they just need and they need to they need to put in some padded seats. Yeah. Because those seats are uncomfortable. I think and I think that's the reason why. Like when we heard Derek Hall talk about this, there was and I made the comparison. It's like fixing your car or buying a new one, right? <laughs> like it's way cheaper to fix your car. Right. Potentially. But it's still going to break down. It's still going to have issues. There's a good chance you're going to end up spending more money on fixing that old car than buying a new one. Right. Here's but the, the enthusiasm level was much different when he was talking about a new stadium versus fixing. Here's the thought. We uh, we have a retractable roof and it's really cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, change that thing out and put a, a glass retractable roof. Now you got the sun coming in. Still got nice, cool temperatures. 
I need to put a, uh, a shade like, over the top. Well, like of a magnifying glass. Yeah, <laughs> Someone's yeah. getting zapped. <laughs> Someone's getting so killed. Just burning in the middle of the game, just fire. <laughs> but you know, like, like yeah, small nobody. little things. You yeah, know, like no, you're right. The pool is cool, and I guess that's that's the trademark of that stadium now and the retractable roof. Yeah. But uh, but everybody has a retractable roof now, so that thing's played out. It just and it, the pool's like meh. Yeah, yeah. Like I, listen, it costs like fifteen grand to go hang out at the pool. Right. I like who. How many yeah. people have actually done that? You and, know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah. the people I know that have done it have also said it's not a great view. Like you, you go to the pool not to watch the game. You're there to be I mean, at no, the pool. It's like, I mean, it's like you know a bleacher, I mean? bleacher seat. It's yeah. basically like it's having a bleacher seat right that you can watch from the swimming pool. Which it's I guess better is cool. than Milwaukee having a fucking slide, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I don't <laughs> think they let fans <laughs> down fans the slide. Don't get to go down fans the slide, don't get. Yeah. There. No, I know. That's it's mm. even worse. Even worse. You could pay twenty grand and you're still not going down the slide. That's I'd pay every dime. Uh, the Diamondbacks do have uh, some giveaway items that were announced that are uh, pretty. Uh, I'm I'm excited about them. Saw already hates the Father's Day shirt, and he hates all the Father's Day shirts. Right. So you're not going to get uh, good <laughs> good Day opinions shirt. out of him with that. But let's take a look at uh, some of the uh, items they've announced so far. We got the gallon bobblehead. Uh, we have the Serpientis jersey. There's the famous uh, Father's Day shirt over there. Uh, they do have the replica jerseys. Uh, this teal job, uh, the I like that teal uh, baseball type shirt. That's the Mother's Day shirt, and then they have a tribal cap as well. But none of these matter because the most important giveaway item that the Arizona Diamondbacks are giving away this this year is a fucking Star Wars Tatooine Haboob globe. I don't even know what it means, but I can't wait to get my hands on one. I mean, we're gonna have a Star Wars night. A boob. I, I'm a sucker for a boob gloves. What can I say? I love a boob <laughs> gloves. But uh, yeah, this is probably the best that we're going to get uh, this year. I still wanted a WWE night after hearing uh, that the Cubs have a WWE night. I'm very yes, jealous of that. Right. See, okay, let's go. What do you have to say? I appreciate Star Wars. I yeah. do. You're you're over it? No, no. I, but I'm what I would it. say is, is like there's, we know you're there's it. certain things that I feel like we could we we could have capitalized on, right? Yeah. Um, I think what we could have done was. Okay, a Haboob globe. Well, you know why the Haboob is so so much more popular amongst Diamondbacks fans now than ever before? It's because of Pedro Gomez. Sure. And him making a baboon. A baboon globe. Just with a baboon. With a, with a Haboob coming through, and you donate all the proceeds to the Pedro Gomez oh Foundation. God. Hello, winner, winner, chicken dinner. You're too good at this, Saul. I'm just going to go. Right? Saul is the D-backs show now. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's just so many opportunities to be able to capitalize on things throughout the year that I just feel like they just overlook sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's also not embracing their own little stuff, right? Like, where's a stupid rat Leon stuffed animal or something, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of things in their history that they could have done. I I don't understand why we're shying away from what is us. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and honestly, like, the only bobblehead we've seen is the Zach Gallon one. So it's like, where's some more bobbleheads? Are we going to get some more? I don't know. They're kind of rolling it out slowly. And I will say this. The Diamondback social media has kind of been incredible, but I don't know what happened to their most recent video talking about the the giveaways because it just disappeared off of... It was like an infomercial where they had the number posted to call in and get tickets. It was great. It was honestly one of my favorite things that they've done, and they deleted it off their Twitter account, so I have no idea why. But Like uh, a Young yeah. Ones or a Young Guns shirt with, you know, and you're featuring some of the young prospects like Corbin sure. Carroll sure. and uh, Lawler. And like, we, we don't have a picture, yeah, but they have go. an anime yeah. shirt, anime they night. Do. I don't understand that. That's one thing. Yeah, I don't Meryl, well, Meryl who, Kelly, Jake McCarthy, and Corbin Carroll. On an anime shirt. Wait, 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 wait. So what? they're drawn like anim- like Japanese anime. I know, characters. but why Merrill Kelly and and the so, other guy? So Merrill Kelly pitched in Korea. Uh, <laughs> Corbin Carroll. <laughs> Corbin Carroll does have uh, an Asian heritage. That's actually that's yes. actually a okay. thing. Uh, and Jake McCarthy. But do we have to be so literal about this? <laughs> like, you can only be an anime character if you if you played in Japan, Japan or in Japan <laughs> or Korea. Like, I want to know. Feels kind of boring. How did Jake McCarthy end up there? I want to know how McCarthy ended up in that. Yeah, That's no, for like, he must have taken a vacation at some point. <laughs> he, he, he went for two weeks that. in 2019. <laughs> That's yeah. like. Oh, I can't say that part. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's like doing another rendition of Baby's Kids. I'm like, hey, Saul, you're black. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean I have to be on the shirt. Yeah, right. yeah he's right. I get it. Um, but I mean, of course, you know, we've seen cooler 
that's the one thing that I was saying earlier. We see these really cool giveaway items that are unique to the cultures uh, or the areas of you know that where the teams are located. It's such a stupid small thing for me, but Goya products in my Puerto Rican family is so important. So the fact that the Miami Marlins that are so integrated into the you know, like the Caribbean, mm -hmm. Cuban, Puerto Rican, culture, you know, yeah. Dominican culture down there. The fact that they did a Goya shirt, that's their tropical shirt yeah. instead of like the Diamondbacks Father Day shirt. That just shows this being in touch with with your community. There's other yeah. ways and there's levels to be able to do something that recognizes and appreciates the heritage or ethnicity of a, of a, of a certain people right. without making it too gimmicky. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like, like a, like a fucking luchador mask. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's other ways to go about doing this that, that you can, that people will actually, for lack of a better word and pardon my language, fuck with. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. yes, I want that. Right. I don't need a, 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 a mask. I right. don't right. like, I'm never going to wear it. <laughs> right. uh, it's hot as hell in the middle of the summer when you're mm. trying to give this thing away. Mm. Why do I, what, what about this? like legitimately tells me that this is the way we need to go. Yeah. Like, is there not another way to approach this that can really bring a lot more um, information and education to what it is that you're trying to bring up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Instead of just making it a giveaway, you need to think about these things more and be educated a lot more on what we're doing here. And that's, to me, that has so much more of an impact and goes so much further because those things are timeless. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and they last a lot longer instead Dude, of just a throwaway giveaway one night. Are you shitting? My my Gonzo Gonzo from the Muppets is one of my favorite things in life. It was one of my first <laughs> giveaway items I've ever gotten from a baseball game. But it's it's Gonzo. I love the Muppets. I mean, like, like you said, there's just things sometimes that like that made all the sense in the world and, yeah. it, uh, and they did it and it was awesome. And fucking, I remember it to this day and it was over 20 years ago yeah. that that item was given away. So you guys, are, you guys are just mad that they didn't have a bouncy house at the most. That is party. fucking exactly I'm right. I'm sure that's, right. That's, yeah, that's, that's house when it went hard. Now, bouncy house city no, no. at Salt River Fields <laughs> for months. So, so now okay. Missed opportunity. Wow. Well, you can write, you can write the ship D-backs. You can write it. You just find somebody that will build you the most ridiculous, large, bouncy house <laughs> that will cover the entire thing of the field, yeah, right? Yeah. But but the best part <laughs> is is it's an MVP exclusive, so season ticket holders only. Okay, and and there's no roof, right? And then what do you do on July Fourth? You can jump with the fireworks. You let the fireworks go. People are jumping oh on the field. Oh, my God. Let's yes, go. Let's fucking go. I love it. That's all I want now. That's all I want. Oh, so much fun. This Just so long as the thing doesn't blow up. I don't. The fireworks. It's, it's not going to be fire. It's not going to I'm too hyped now because of Saul. I'm too hyped. But anyway, uh, thank you for joining us and giving your opinion on this stuff because it really does. I mean, it really, from a fan perspective, I think these are things that we all think. There's frustrations out there. Uh, and, and honestly, I know. Uh, again, I, I know there was scheduling stuff. I know there's a lot of people in town. I know that the Fan Fest, you know, they wanted to try to make it a more exclusive event. But one thing we didn't touch on was they still ended up inviting a bunch of people that were potential season ticket holders. And if you've ever shown any interest in being a season ticket holder, you were probably on a list. You might have gotten an invite and you probably came. I think at, they kind of defeated the purpose of them trying to keep that event small so that those lines that we talked about weren't yeah, so Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It kind of seemed like you can't you can't have everyone there bring four guests and keep all the lines super short. Exactly. Like it is certain you just can't have both of those things at the same time. So I don't like I don't know logistically how do you fix the lines problem? I don't know if you, that's even possible. If, if right? that's even possible, it's not. But at the same time too, there are, there are ways like maybe doing like groups like like you know you're you're there from three to five you guys are here from 12 to two you know that kind of thing so that that not well, everybody is there at the stadium at the same time in the same block this is the best way to go about doing that right you have the entire team available not just eight guys yeah you have the true. entire team available and it's the first 25 or 50 that get in said line and then it's cut off yeah and that's it and, it and it sucks that maybe you won't be able to get a zach gallon autograph because you love zach gallon but that's just kind of part of the deal there. Like, well, we've talked about the 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 camp is an, a unique experience that not a lot of fans get to go in the same city where their team is and be able to go out to their camp, watch them practice with the how close you can get to these guys when you're out there watching, you know, this stuff go on. And I mean, Cattell, 
the other day, Cattell didn't stop signing. He went to everybody, everybody that wanted an autograph. Like there was even a moment where I saw him kind of like check back, you know, like is everybody good. All right. I got everybody. Cool. <laughs> and then he walked away. Right. So yeah. it's like these guys are, are so willing to still sign for you out there at an event like this. And it's, there's no lines. It's so much, you might have to wait five minutes for the guy to move down the, you know, down the, the crowd to you, but they'll get to you and you'll get like one guy had a bat that he was having Derek Hall sign. And he had Derek asked him, he was like, did, did everybody sign it for you? Like he was making sure like you get every, he's like, yeah, man, I got everybody. This is incredible. And his, like his, you know, kind of being his, his, his gratitude and the fact that Derek Hall signed and everything, but that, that is what's different about being a Diamondbacks fan here in Arizona. You have a different event. You have, you have almost two weeks to go out and kind of stand out in the beautiful weather, mm -hmm. see these guys practice, see these guys do these that drills. Is that is true. And also still get to meet them and have an autograph and a picture with them. And you don't have to pay a dime. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's very true. That's a very good point. You know, and, and I think that's the thing to do. That's the move that in my the, opinion. That is the one thing that we have over just about everybody else. Yeah. That yeah. We, because spring training is here, you have more accessibility to these players in spring training than for sure. just about any other for franchise. Sure. Yeah. Really. And I, think have, that's, and, and, I think that's how the D-backs were able to justify doing this, making it more exclusive because they're like, hey, fans can still go out and, and get access to players yeah. and whatnot. It's not like we that's, pack up and, and leave the Florida or Arizona. Yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. However, you still got to execute. Yeah. And you got to sure. execute at a high level. Especially when and, the intent is to bring I'm, in new season. Yeah. And what yeah. I was going to say earlier is, is like, Stop trying to be something that you're not and really understand and embrace your community and embrace what this fan base is all about and some of the things that make Arizona great itself and really expand on that is is kind of the you know, that's that's kind of the justification for what everything that I, I was trying to say today is yeah. just like, listen, it's cool that everybody else is on the Star Wars trend. You don't have to do it. Right. You can find a different way to get across, even though Star Wars is dope. I'm so tired no, but of Jesse, Star Wars you should have seen so Jesse dumb. saw my reaction to finding out the Cubs had a WWE night. I legit, I legitimately lost my shit in so many different ways because, yes, like, obviously I'm a wrestling fan, but the fact that you could do different things like that, it's like baseball is so about, at times, everybody doing this, all the teams doing the same thing. And that is the biggest bullshit, right? So, like, the fact that Star Wars night went from being, like, this kind of thing some teams did to just kind of being a standard that yeah. every ballpark had to do across, you know, baseball is is the kind of thing that makes it not special. Also, before I do go, I just – I definitely want to say this. I did call Zach Gallon out for you, Jesse, when I saw him in the MVP lounge uh, for calling you Finks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no. Yeah. And, Zach, I just want to let you know, if you ever say that again and you don't – say sorry i'm gonna step on your jordans <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, step my on your jordans. oh my god oh my god i want to be there i think it. it's pretty funny that he says sphinx yeah and he, but he wants us to change it to sphinx and that's a whole other no, no, thing no, no. that's it's where it fucking crosses the line zach. yeah zach <laughs> crosses the line zach but anyway uh make sure if you guys haven't done so already to download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use our code of phnx new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We talked about Purple Gatorade betraying us. I still don't trust Purple Gatorade as a whole. But uh, MLB bets this season are going to be fun. And the Diamondbacks are going to be a fun team to bet on. Not only for the future stuff, right? Like you can go right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on Corbin Carroll to win Rookie of the Year. Bet on Zach Gallen, the very own Finkser himself, to uh, to win <laughs> Cy Young. So there's all sorts of things you can do to win some money on this team. Uh, and, of course, make sure to use our code of PHNX when you do so. Also, we know this time of the year, especially here in Arizona, we got events all – I have events all week long. I'm booked wall-to-wall -wall with events. But you know what I don't have yet, Jesse? I don't have tickets yet to AEW on Wednesday. Well, you better not. No, I better not because I'm waiting until Wednesday morning. I'm going to hop on the Game Time app, which, as Jesse will attest to, is the most aesthetically pleasing uh, app for buying tickets that you can find. And I'm going to save up to 60%. I might even save more. You know what I mean? You might. Some of these aftermarket ticket prices, they're outrageous. So I might save up to 60%. I might, I might, I might get into that building for like $40. I can't wait to find that out. But uh, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy your tickets last minute. It's all about us procrastinators rejoicing and getting our time in the sun. Uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description uh, in our show and make sure to do so save yourself some money uh, and and do the all baseball season remember that's an option whenever whenever you have those last minute FOMO moments where you want to uh, not miss out on a concert show or event grab the game time app 
Well, we thank you guys so much for joining us. Of course, we will be back with our updates from camp tomorrow. Uh, big thanks to Sh Saul for sh showing up. Well, you Appreciate didn't really you. give us a choice. <laughs> no, I know. I guess, he just I popped guess we're in happy and, he was here. Yeah, he, he made them change the camera I, and put him I on screen. I asked if they were going to talk about the MVP event, and I wanted to chime in. I, I we might end up even getting season tickets. That's like we're not we're not above the, no. the sales thing. No, but like I'm going to go to at least twenty games this year for sure that's like my goal for the year yeah because i love i do love going to the ballpark and watching a game and just chilling yeah drinking hanging yeah. out right yeah. but there's some things that we can do to make this a better experience for everybody I agree. and that's all we're trying to do i don't even help me help you i don't even think that's the d-backs <laughs> internally would disagree with you to be honest but no uh, there are so. some things there that definitely uh could could use uh like like saul said uh use being a little bit more premium of a of an attraction, something to, to get us in there a little bit more. But uh, we appreciate you guys for being here. Of course, you can follow us all on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Saul is at Saul underscore bookman. Our show is at PHNX underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Appreciate you guys, as always. Thank you so much, uh, diehards and non-diehards. We appreciate you being here. On behalf of all of these guys, we thank you for your time. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you laissez le bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll.